Jim began to sob openly. I killed him. I hit him with my car. I killed him. I need you to take this car. Please just take it. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Gene Girdley here on Friday, July 15th, 2022. Welcome to the Miles and the Markers podcast. It's episode 27, mile 28 today, find your purpose. And this mile or chapter is a little bit different than what you might think about when someone is talking about finding your purpose or knowing your why, which I will get into because the purpose and the why or what Simon Sinek calls the just cause in his book, The Infinite Game, is deeper than something that you might determine to be your why for business. In other words, if my why is to become the best technician in the world, um, that's a decent why. But this is different because this is more of a personal why in the story I'm about to tell that manifested itself while I was working as a manager for Saab of Orange County. A little bit different why, which... It's also interesting the timing of it because it's re-challenged and reinvigorated me to think about what it is that I'm doing with my life right now and whether or not I'm prioritizing the right thing. And I do believe based on rereading this chapter that I am. So mile 28, find your purpose. By now, it may be apparent to you that my calling has been to start new things. My wife and I have launched several ministries for churches, started several companies, and my personal experience has led me to helping departments transition or begin new strategies within an organization. And I'm going to pause here because what's interesting about rereading this is with what has happened within the past two years, even though things did not end the way I wanted them to with some recent projects I was working on, Three things that I was involved with, a virtual show, uh, a training initiative, and involvement with a relaunch of um, the fish philosophy during COVID with some web training that I was doing, they were all launches. They were all new things within an organization. They were all startup type strategies and I found myself there again, but then in the same way, after things changed, other people came in, direction and focus got either stabilized or a different direction, I was gone, whether I chose to be gone or not. So it's really fascinating, and one of the reasons why writing down your story or journaling becomes so important because when you look back at the things you've done, 
it kind of exposes you. <laughs> and so I've been exposed as a startup guy. Now what I write next is the exciting thing is at 62 years old, I didn't understand this about myself until I started writing this book and reflecting on where life has taken me. <laughs> I guess based on what I just said, I'm 64 now, I still hadn't really nailed it down. Had I known who I was and my strengths and gifts, I wouldn't have put up such a fuss when I was asked to give up the job as service manager. So for those who may be just joining for the first time, in the past mile or chapter that we discussed, I had been called back from being a trainer for Saturn Corporation and asked by my former dealer to help them resolve an issue that was going on in their service department by taking over the management of their service department. And then basically I was done establishing that and they asked me then to take over the sales management uh, opportunity. So as I write in the book, another new opportunity was just around the corner. And that is so refreshing and, and I'm grateful that I wrote it that way because it reminds me again and reinforces again that ahead for me right now is another new opportunity. Now, before we move on to the next step in my journey, it's important to remember that employees and clients are people first and foremost. So this is now where I'm starting to pivot from my, my why of business or, or that kind of calling to my personal why as a human being. Uh, as I said, before we move to the next chapter or the next step in my journey, it's important to remember that employees and clients are people first and foremost. There's a lot going on in the world today. The Great Resignation is one of the topics that's being discussed, but also the fact that people are getting laid off because profits are down with inflation and significantly the potential of recession. And um, I follow a guy on LinkedIn, and I, I forget his last name now, but Dan is his name, and he's the founder and CEO of Gravity Payments, and he talks about and really calls out other CEOs and, and asks things like, hey, man, you guys just made buku profits over the last year. Uh, and since 1980 or something like that, I think he wrote today, because it's not in front of me, uh, CEOs income has increased by 1400% or something like that. It's some crazy number. But that average worker's increase is really small. And a few years back, he was made big headlines by, uh, I think, paying everybody in his company like $70,000 a year or something like that. So uh, he just said, look, I'm, I'm going to focus on people. And if more businesses focused on their people oh my what a wonderful place this would be huh so shortly after taking the sales manager position at Saab a man came in and parked his one month old silver 9-3 Saab sedan exited quickly then turned toward our showroom with a look of sadness on his face and for the sake of this story, I'll just call him Jim. After I greeted Jim, he extended his arm with two sets of key fobs in his hand and said, quote, I need you to take these. 
I need you to take my car, end quote. Now, to set this up, just so you know, I want you to imagine someone who has a look of tragedy on his face, of pain and suffering, of worry and nervousness and emotion. There was clearly, just in the body language alone, before Jim said anything, something was wrong. And back to the book, as I listened, Jim explained that he had come at once from the body shop after they'd completed repairs to the front end and windshield of his car just two hours ago. And then he tells me the story. Two weeks ago, he said, I was driving along the coast in the morning. It was foggy that day. And a 12-year-old boy with a surfboard strapped to his bike came flying down the hill in front of me. But whether he lost control or just didn't see me, I don't know. Now at this point, Jim began to sob openly. I killed him. I hit him with my car. I killed him. I need you to take this car. Please, just take it. I'm purposely pausing to let that sink in. And I'm going to get back to the book in a moment, but I want to reinforce. And I, and I share this in training as well. Most of the time I don't share this story because I have trouble looking at people in the eyes and sharing it without breaking down myself. But the things we do in our jobs, especially in the automotive industry, and let's take service or fixed operations, for example. You know, we're not just making an appointment to do a maintenance on someone's car. We may be helping them go on vacation. We may be safely. We may be helping them travel to a sick family member. We may be resolving a concern. I'll give you an example. My son's catalytic converter got stolen. And because it did, and because there was a back order for two years, I had to find one at, um, you know, one of these parts warehouses online and find a guy who could replace it. But the process took months to do. He wasn't able to get his license tabs renewed because he couldn't get his car smogged. So here now, next week, the repair shop that I have contacted through a friend and the guy's able to fix it is going to basically help my son repair his car so that he can get smog checked and certified and get license tabs and drive his car. He hasn't been able to drive it. So there's so much that we do and we don't think about it. All we think about is the stress we're having on our day. All we think about is whether or not that customer on the other line or in front of us is being irritable or unreasonable or what have you when we don't really know what is going on in their lives. 
So back to the book. This story is an example of the real people we work with daily. American author Brad Metzler has been attributed with the quote, everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about, be kind always. We must remember as we encounter our clients and work with our team members, that this could be going on with them, fighting a battle that we know nothing about. There is always a backstory that could help us explain them a little better. We need to be understanding, patient, and good listeners. We never know who we might be able to help. Now, I helped Jim with his circumstance, and we helped him to get into a new car that day. He was grateful for how our team supported him, and we all saw how relieved he was as he drove away. Jim and I spoke several times over the next few years, and he sounded like he'd worked through much of the pain. And now getting to the real bottom line why. I consider it an honor to have been there to help Jim in his time of despair. An honor. The fact that God used me to be someone who was empathetic. I mean, at the time that this happened, I had two boys that were around that same age who went to that very same beach to boogie board and surf. So I felt his pain and it was a privilege and an honor to be able to listen, to take time, to care for him and to take care of him. And I really wish as as humans, and there are some who can do this, um, but I wish for me that, that that memory, that the story that I'm telling right now wouldn't just go away, that it wouldn't disappear tomorrow when something else comes up, but that every time I greeted a customer or a client or talked with a family member or a friend or somebody like that, that I understood and remembered that I have no idea what's going on with their life. I have no idea what they've just come from. I have no idea if they just had a fight with their spouse, their significant other, their kids, uh, a bad experience at the bank, who knows? But if I would keep that top of mind and would keep thinking about that other person across from me as a human being, as someone to whom I can make a difference, to whom I can minister, wow, what a difference that would make, right? Uh, you may not agree, but that's how I feel. And that's where I feel like is really ultimately my best why. My very best why would be to make a difference in people's lives by caring for their needs. 
Well, after six months of successful sales management at Saab, which included the development of a brand new finance and after sales program, the call came to return to Saturn to help manage the sales team and oversee onboarding new hires. It was at this time I was reintroduced to the fish philosophy. And I'll talk more about that in later miles. Three months afterward, my job was overseeing a brand new business development center for all of Saturn of Orange County locations. There were four at the time, including managing a staff taking all inbound calls for sales and service. We made all outbound sales calls and service calls for campaigns, recalls and appointment confirmations. When that BDC first launched, we worked with a software company to develop a customized program specifically for our company. During this time, several amazing people would come to the dealership to see what was going on with our BDC. One of those folks was Les Silver of Dynatron, who, along with my friend John Traver, is known in automotive circles as pioneers in BDC and CRM solutions, and indeed, they are. So, getting moved around, it's not fun. It really isn't. But the way you can be used to make a difference in companies, to make a difference in individuals, people's lives, to um, to make a difference in society, in starting something new, or just in being the right person at the right time. God can use every single one of us to do that, and He does. So the mile marker. Know your why so well that when detours or obstacles appear, you are not discouraged. You make the needed adjustments and continue toward your destination. You also treat everyone with respect as they may be hiding a secret pain. <sighs> Thanks so much for listening to the Miles and the Markers podcast. Next week, Mile 29, Words Are Powerful Tools. We'll get into talking a little bit about scripts. I know there's some organizations out there right now that are pushing against scripts. You know, let's not try to script somebody because it sounds canned. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to talk about that. So if you have any questions or you know somebody who is battling about scripts, have them tune in with me next week and I'll talk about it. Thank you so much again. If you haven't got the book, go to Amazon.com and type in my name, Gene Girdley, and the Miles and the Markers will pop up. You can get it on Kindle or paperback. Go out and make it a great weekend and a wonderful week next week. Thanks and God bless.